Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity with your hosts, Mike Borkfeld and Greg Cerventi. It's it's been a minute. It's been a while. Uh, it's been at least three hot minutes. So. <laughs> How you doing, Craig? I'm doing all right, Mike. How you doing? I'm pretty good. It's good to see you. Good to uh, good to be talking to you, listeners. Um, yeah, it, it's been a little while. We've had a bit of stuff getting in the way, uh, but we're yeah here, keen to keen to keen to be on keen to be on the mics and um get get cracking so this is a podcast if this is amazingly your first time listening to this podcast this is a podcast called there's 60 Virgin. other episodes for you to go and listen to oh man so what a what get a on that catalog yeah uh this is a podcast called verging on greatness where we we pick a movie that uh is close to good or even verging on greatness and just try and try and understand what is what is the blocker what is stopping it from getting there and we are we are i think this is inevitable that we would just wind up in the 90s and just spending all of our time we have we haven't even changed year the last time we did was time cop and and we're in exactly That's the same 90s. year yeah we're in yeah. the mid 90s which is um the, the time when all the greatest well not all the greatest movies but certainly a golden time for cinema for hollywood cinema um, it was it was it was the time of the sexy thriller mike it was the erotic thriller <laughs> the erotic Ooh. thriller Ooh, we've been looking forward to this so, and so many this week we're so doing many 90s erotic thrillers <laughs> to choose from <laughs> and we've well we've chosen <laughs> an interesting we've, we've one picked a good one <laughs> could have been wild things could have been basic instinct oh, oh. but here we are we are we're talking disclosure we, wait what <laughs> we're doing disclosure <laughs> oh man we are I, um, I watched wild things at like seven times for the <laughs> really researched the hell out of that I film. It, yeah i know several several scenes the bill murray S- scenes right <laughs> oh yeah that guy's that, he's in the movie. that guy's great in that <laughs> yeah steals all the scenes <laughs> i went to see that i went to see wild things in the cinema and um, i didn't know much about it beyond you know nev campbell and uh charlie sheen's ex-wife uh, were were very prominent on the cover of the of the poster, and Bill Murray turned up. I I practically <laughs> stood up in my chair at the cinema. Like I don't know how I like he's not in the trailer. Strangely the trailer absent from the marketing. He's strangely absent from the marketing, and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly there's a Bill Murray, and it's like Bill fucking Murray in this. Where did he come from? I also remember disclosure disclosure particular sorry not disclosure this is not this is not the wild things podcast it very well could be um because it kind of fits into this category a little bit we'll discuss it later oh uh but um it has it has a very prominent full frontal nudity scene in in featuring kevin bacon Hmm. it's kevin bacon yeah it's kevin bacon yeah and um i remember being in the cinema and like not being prepared for that at all like sudden full frontal nudity from kevin bacon um unheard of midnight and by this point there's been a lot of nudity in this film yeah uh, but uh yeah kevin bacon surprise kevin bacon full frontal nudity was not 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 on my list for that friday night like I, i'm not opposed to the idea like let's get some full frontal nudity in there with the guys why not but yeah it was like okay kevin bacon you're working yeah. with some bacon 
Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, let's of, talk about disclosure. <laughs> out, of, out of a lot of movies uh, of, of this sort of ilk, we're, we're talking about disclosure, which is kind of an interesting one. Uh, and I, I do need to say right off the bat, number... Number one, Craig and I have not done this for a while. Uh, if, if, there's a, a, if there's a level of quality that you're used to be, in our podcasting, be Pe- prepared. People aren't turning up to our podcast with the quality, Mike. <laughs> it's probably the rough around the edges part that they like, yeah, be if pre- anything. Well, okay, this is, this is, this is going to be love this. right up yeah. your alley. This is, this is going to knock your socks off. Um, yeah. But and we are also we're we're also um, uh, you know as if, if you have listened to us in the past, um, we 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 are want to tackle uh, themes that we're, are completely all about the completely big beyond completely beyond our pay grades. Oh yeah, completely yeah, beyond. We are not our, equipped to deal with our expertise as as, yeah. as white middle class middle class straight men. males. Yeah, straight males. Um, yeah, we are we are all about these topics. Yeah. So so disclosure seems like a, a just a great one to dive into for us. So full disclosure, uh, this may have some unsettling themes for people out there and as the as the the kids are saying, uh, trigger warning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This film if, deals with some shit in the worst ways possible. It's so. Yeah, it's off I mean Look, it's okay. It's you gotta you gotta see it in the context of, of the time. Nineteen ninety four. It's nineteen ninety four. You're right. We are yeah. completely used to seeing um, full frontal female nudity in mainstream movies. Oh um, yeah. But but as you, as you just said, for a, a, a male wang to 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 just be on sneak screen, in, sneak yeah. in for a few just frames, dangling there. That's yeah. that's that's really out there. So. That gives you an idea, especially with of... a name like Kevin Bacon. Again, this isn't the uh, Wild Things <laughs> podcast. Uh, I, I mean, at this stage, it may as well be. But um, uh, yeah, it's unusual. It's it's an unusual it's an unusual thing to see in 1994. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. that 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 tells you already a little bit about the the sexual um, standards of the time, uh, as far as as far as gender and film. This yeah. is the uh, fair to say. Uh, Weinstein heyday Era. yeah he's 100%. he's he's pretty pretty big in the mid 90s um he's making Shakespeare Sir, in Love in 1997 he is, he's he is yeah, he's certainly this is rising to power right now yeah at Miramax yeah yeah I mean um, and Hollywood Hollywood has traditionally been a very um a very interesting place for a whole bunch of sexual power dynamics um i guess in any in any industry we've got a lot of attractive young people and you've got a lot of powerful older people in positions to make or break careers like that's just a recipe for disaster so you combine that you take all that and you you and then you make a movie about dinosaurs yeah you you take the guy who wrote the biggest film of 93 that movie the dinosaur movie goes ballistic goes every, fucking nuts every hollywood producer is like what else oh is we that? need what else is that action. dude written so what else has he written has he written anything about like you know time travel or has he written anything about i don't know uh white Nan- monkeys in the congo nano, nanobots uh, <laughs> nanobots what about what about airplane frames that are you know destined to failure like has he written anything <laughs> like that nah what about this one disclosure? Yeah, let's do that. CD-ROMs. That's that's going to be cute. <laughs> Sounds sexy. So sexy. Say it again. CD-ROM. CD-ROMs. 
Yeah, so yeah, they they, they pick the disclosure. <laughs> Three hundred bits per second. Okay, so ooh, tell me about your bits. And, and I so often often we choose, particularly when it's the mid nineties movies, we choose a movie that we've both seen before. I had never watched this. This is this Have is you my not? no. This is my first time watching Disclosure. It was not what I was expecting. I I did not see this at the cinema, so I was still. This is going to date me a little bit, but I was still at high school in '94, and um, and yeah, I did. I remember when this came out, but I did not see this in the cinema. And I'm trying to remember if I rented this on VHS or if I had if it was like the Friday night or the Sunday night movie, and I watched it there for the first time. But I saw it in the '90s, close to the time it came out. I think I did. I see in the I did a little bit of reading. Was it on this that I was reading about other mid '90s? This was the first movie to come out on DVD, or oh, there's there's something. I I worked in a video store, and I remember the first first DVD that we got was. Um, the original Batman movie, but that must that was not like what from release. Twister. Twister was the first. Twister that's, was the first DVD. That's what it was, and that was not no. That's a little later. That's ninety six, I think. Right? A little bit later, yeah. Because so because it, yeah. it, it follows on the coattails of Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park really kickstarted. Not not that it's the first film to heavily use digital special effects. I, I think the stained glass night from Young Sherlock Holmes or um is the first fully realized character and then um prior to that you had the last starfighter which is the which heavily used 3d graphics to to tell Mm. large chunks of the aerial space battle um but jurassic park was the, the was the film that really kicked up the 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 real cgi um computer graphics um in film um trend that we see to this day and following that there was just films desperate to get cgi into the into the cinema um and i think i think i remember a, a friend of mine once telling me that in hollywood you could you could you could bank on how much money your movie would make based on the the, the amount of money you spent on the the cgi it's a, a rough mm. formula but so hollywood hollywood very quickly we're, we're we're quick to go okay we want some of that jurassic park dollars so how do we get there and, yeah, uh, uh, and somehow they wound up making disclosure. Somehow amongst, they made disclosure. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, you you pro- what you probably know about it is that it's a it's a story about um, a guy experiencing sexual harassment in the workplace. Uh, yes, from his his female his female boss superior sexually harassing him, um, and. Yeah, there's there's it's, there's essentially one one it's it's an assault essentially they refer to it yeah. as harassment, but, but by by assault. the standards of by the standards of the two thousands it is it is sexual assault sexual straight assault. straight up yeah straight um, up. she doesn't um, yeah th- he, there's yeah um, so well he repeatedly says no and she she persists and yes um, he he says no so. It goes beyond like subtle name calling in the office, or or um, subtle, or straight up name calling in the office, or you know the the traditional harassment. I don't know. Mike and I are woefully woefully ill prepared to discuss sexual harassment in the workplace, <laughs> um, but here we are with a film that very famously deals with sexual harassment in the workplace. 
Um, and I'm just going to say it right at the top of this, like no spoilers here or nothing, but I find it highly problematic that one of the first films to deal with sexual harassment in the workplace deals with a male, a male worker in the workplace being sexually harassed by a sexually voracious Demi Moore. Um, so <laughs> that's like Hollywood. That's the story Hollywood wanted to tell in 1994 about all these, all these poor Michael Douglases in the workplace with their glorious heads of hair getting sexually harassed by Demi Moore's. But she so has a, that's, yeah. There's a whole scene where she where she justifies it and and yeah plays on plays on all of these the the fantasy of the the sexually empowered incredibly hot um, oh my god yeah demi uh, demi more is not woman. more demi more yeah yeah and she 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 talk she talks it up and it's uh yeah it's it's a it's 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 not the it's not the kind of climax of the movie it's about halfway through oh, it's in the it's yeah. in the whole as this a, a kind of a what is it it's not a deposition what's it called um yeah it's the, a deposition because dep- they go to a deposition, deposition and yeah, no, it's ar- arbitration. There's an arbit- arbitration. arbitration. That's the word I'm looking for. There's a whole. Mike and ar- Craig there- and Mike were woefully ill prepared to discuss legal matters on this podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just say he was indicted? I know what indictment means. Should we? So. Should, I'm even wondering, averging on greatness, should, should, we should change the name to woefully ill prepared. <laughs> woefully ill prepared to have any real conversation about meaningful matters. The only thing I am prepared to have a conversation about is the IT industry in the 90s because this film deals with an IT company in the 90s. And I'm like, what is this technology? Why don't we have it now? It's amazing. That did not exist in 1994. Yeah, so so that's what I was really surprised at. I, I had no idea that the setting of the setting of the movie was was irrelevant. I think I assumed um, that based on the, to- the nature of the film and the marketing of the film that would come out at the time, that, that there was a whole drawn out affair um yeah and there was a, and there was a whole lot of you know it's it almost was, like they didn't they know how to market they, this yeah yeah the, the the marketing suggests it is it is going to be it is going to be a, a bit it's going to be an affair it's going to be fatal it's going to be fatal yeah. um it's going to be fatal attraction or basic basic instinct sorry yeah. it, and and you look at the, the the poster for this i don't know who did it but it's fantastic it's it's tones of sepia and um, um, with with Michael Douglas and uh, Demi Moore in the center, and it's disclosure along the bottom with their names at the top and the top left and right. Like it's a great poster. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of looking over his shoulder, um, and Demi Moore is coming in just looking like Demi Moore, and um, it's it's very sexy. It's a the 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 marketing, and I remember the marketing for this very heavily focused on that one scene like there's a lot of there's a lot of the sex the 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 sexual assault scene and it's shot and uh, promoted in a way that that you come into this thinking it's going to be a sexy sexy thriller a la basic instinct there is actually in in fact it's it's uh it's r16 and and there's actually zero nudity Nudity. yeah Yeah, not so much not so much as a nip slip um, not so much as a naked michael douglas bum no not not even no. a bum not even a not even, not even a, a moonlit butt not shot. even a butt in the moonlight shot in the moonlight shot just going for one of those going for a walk in the moonlight yeah to the down the impossibly long <laughs> corridor 
to the fridge, <laughs> looks over his shoulder, mullet waving in the in the, in the night. Doesn't no. turn around. <laughs> Square to camera. <laughs> I'm getting a beer. <laughs> um, but Demi yeah, Moore does that's... a lot of leaning over a balcony in a in a in a very nice bra in this yep. film. So yeah. Yep. They, yeah, you couldn't have cost... found another way to shoot that Barry Levinson. Like there was no other way you could shoot that other than basically Demi Moore just leaning into camera. I think the I think the costumers must have the costumers the uh, the cinematographers was, must have had one instruction only. We expect this to be we, uh, we as, expect as this sexual look... as possible. For yeah, this needs movie. to look as sexy as fuck. Yeah. At one point, she's sitting on a rolled-up rug, and I, uh, like in the back of my mind, watching that scene, I'm like just thinking of the jokes you could make about that. Let, let's lay some carpet. Hey. <laughs> it's like okay, hey. but yeah, yeah. Um, but it's but that it's that's not even what. So the, the entire there's there's one sex scene in the movie. It's it's it comes at the end of the first act. It's essentially yep. the first turning point. It's when the movie kicks into gear. Almost nothing happens for the first thirty minutes of this movie. The most interesting thing about the first 30 minutes of the movie is the spot on Michael Douglas's tie. Oh, yeah. The entire yeah, rest, the of, rest of the 30 minutes is like, is he going to get the promotion? Is he not? It's, it's, really, it's, it's really nothing and, until, until, the, until, the hara- until the assault scene actually comes in. And then the mo- that's when the movie actually swings into gear. I, I, I disagree slightly. Because at the beginning of the film, you see him and his family life and his perfect family and his and his, how on earth is he affording that house moment, doing that job, um, and he she drops him to a ferry that's going to take him into into the city, and uh, he's holding the whole ferry up while he says goodbye to his wife and kids, um, and uh, and he he gets on the ferry and 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 like everything's fine. I, I don't know, like in any environment I've lived in, he would be strung up and quartered by the people on that ferry because he's made them all fucking late. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny you say that you don't think he could afford that house, but this is, it's the mid nineties and this is, there's a, there's a dual professional couple. Like they, they're both. Oh yeah. 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 They're, Cause they're both out working. They are both yeah. not just working. They're both working in well-paid white collar jobs. They Cause she's, she's a lawyer. Right? They want. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's, fine. That's, yeah, that's that's how you could do it. Well, he's he's working in tech in the nineties. This is pre dot bomb. And he's so. in and he's in tech in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of a he's seemingly a bit of a middle manager. Yeah, he's an engineering manager. So he, yeah. he's um he works for a crowd called Digimax, the most IT name ever and nineties uh, <laughs> name ever. Digimax. Digimax. To the extreme. Digi- um, <laughs> three X's. <laughs> three X's. Digimax. And a Z, just <laughs> for kicks. Just randomly in there somewhere. It's silent. <laughs> Green text. Wham! Over the screen. <laughs> Digimax. <laughs> Get some Max. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> so they're making CD-ROMs and they're not going well. They can't figure out why. And so he, he's in charge of trying to figure out why the CD-ROMs aren't working. Um, and he's got... Um, the the fun, first, first fun fact, IT fact for you, is that... Um, so Silicon Graphics SGI workstations are used throughout the film, these, these SGI workstations. 
um, and and they were a big computer company in the in the 90s, um, uh, and they were big because uh, they were the 3D powerhouses of their day, uh, and so movies like Jurassic Park were done on SGI workstations, mm -hmm. and so if you were a Hollywood studio and you wanted to make 3D graphics in your films, you were using SGI workstations. Uh, and they have, this, this company has SGI workstations on the desktop. Now they're using Indies, so the INDY, Indie desktop, uh, that's the brightly purple colored um, uh, you know, pizza box computer that mm. you see on the top of the, on their desk. Those are hella expensive. Uh, mm. And even to this day, you can buy indie workstations because fucking nerds want want to have an SGI workstation. They're useless. You can't use them for anything now. You wouldn't be able to watch YouTube on them. But in the '90s, they were they were the most expensive thing you could buy and the most powerful thing you could buy. Um, you know, fuck you, Mac. Fuck you, PC, IBM, HP, Compaq. You know, I've got an SGI um, Silicon Graphics workstation. So, so that so fun, that, fun IT fact. There that shows you how much I understood about the IT that was going on. I thought they were a comms company. I thought that's why they were doing. He was doing all these video. He was doing video calls and no, they're they're, and, they're, they're making and he CD had a, and he had a cell phone and shit. Oh, he had a cell phone. He had a he had a make pretend cell phone. That the fake cell phone. Um, so the he had that the cell phone was fake. So it really? wasn't a real cell phone. Yeah, it was like props department. Because um, I <laughs> I was looking at that cell phone going. Who the fuck made that? Um, <laughs> but it's a make, it's a make, it's a pretend cell phone. It's just, it's, it's not a real cell phone. See, I, I was, pre I was pre prepared to be prepared for this to be the podcast where Craig and I talk about shit we don't know anything about. But you have redeemed us. I said, I said, the only thing I'm qualified to talk about in this film is '90s tech. So this is uh, I, this yeah. is a level of quality I was completely unprepared for. <laughs> yeah take... and so those indie workstations that they are worth a fortune like you can still buy them today yeah. they're, they're more or less useless but you're just talking a bit more about the tech um they're more or less useless and they just don't work also i do like in the 90s like they they, they want everything big on screen so they can film it and you can see it and so it's like and they want it to look fantastic so i love all the email animation and all the email yeah. stuff that comes yeah. up and they're like you know it's coming from this that's not how email works <laughs> so that like the whole premise of like it coming from a friend um spoiler alert he's getting he's getting uh, advice from an anonymous friend um you could just create an anonymous email like you know, like the the tech is, the tech is poorly represented in the film you know like, yeah you don't have to find someone whose name is literally a, a friend and, and yeah, you, their you email. can just create a mail address called a friend or friend at <laughs> whatsyourass.com yeah that's that, that, that's that like the big key so the the theme throughout he's getting these messages and they're sent from a friend and he's trying to figure out who a friend is and you find out at the end that it's it's someone who is feeding him information via their from, son who works yeah. for a, a professor whose name is arthur friend yeah and that's at that's a university how, that's how she is yeah. sending him emails um, also like why be fucking friend. cryptic about it if you're gonna send messages like why are you even trying to fucking you know like oh this is a why not just send a, like i know the script says so but why not just send a fucking message which is just like by the way uh she's been brought in very specifically to do a thing she has been totally she has been totally brought in to do this um go and get this information which i know exists because i'm fucking breadcrumbing it all the way through this <laughs> film for you <laughs> like why why fucking draw it out like you know 
I don't understand that, but anyway. yeah, the the the. I'm always prepared to give give a little bit of license for a few plot holes here and there. That's that's one of them, one of the most obvious ones. Why Stephanie doesn't just tell him? What's Why she going just doesn't on. tell him? Why she like goes just, through this elaborate thing, getting her son. She drops to hack, a note. Hack she sends a letter to his house. Professor's email. Yeah, meet me at a cafe. <laughs> we'll go and talk this through. Like you hey. don't need to fucking have her son feed information in. Like, hey, Michael Douglas, she's not after your dick. <laughs> no one is michael douglas Sur- no one surprise <laughs> sorry to disappoint you i mean he does have a glorious head of hair in this that mullet that's great he really that's, rocked that mullet yeah like, so we're we, we spent a lot of time in the time cop episode talking about jcbd's mullet. mullet and here we are again the mid-90s mid-90s the michael douglas was mullet. something else like it's it's truly something else it's the it's the MacGyver is the, it's the, they're all copying. MacGyver right? has a mullet. He owned, he owned it. He cre- he he created it. That oh, do you think? Do you think MacGyver like? Well, because I'm thinking now about Romancing the Stone, which is a fucking great film. Um, and he has is he that has pre- that mullet and that. Is that pre MacGyver? Yeah. So MacGyver comes after it. So MacGyver is kind of like based on all of those everyman action heroes because MacGyver like macgyver he's um he's actually really <laughs> as heroes come and go he's really cool um doesn't use guns fucking yeah. sold a lot of swiss army knives but doesn't use guns um but yeah he yeah he's based like i i, I bet you like i i can't prove it but i bet you when they're putting macgyver together they're like who do we want we want discount michael douglas yeah who's here to, okay. who's here who's yeah. here do we want yeah discount stone. michael douglas can we get that Yes. Yeah. His name's Richard Dean Anderson. Okay, we're yeah. sold. Yeah. Yeah. The hair is the hair is magnificent. Um, the hair is magnificent. Yeah, magnificent hair. Yeah. A lot of Mike and a I lot have of people... magnificent heads of hair. If you haven't seen yes. pictures of us, like, yeah, Michael Douglas is looking at pictures of us right yeah. now. <laughs> that's a magnificent mullet. <laughs> is okay. Is Michael Douglas? A, a lot they make it they, they go to a lot of trouble a lot of people tell him he's a good-looking man in this movie they do is he a good-looking man i think so i think in in context in the 80s and 90s he's a good-looking guy i mean i think like in is the 80s good? and 90s you had like i mean who's the biggest sex star who, who's the biggest sex symbol in the 80s and 90s from like male sex star it's got to be like mel gibson fucking nice mullet <laughs> See, I, well, I think I think of the action heroes, but I guess they're not necess- they're not so. I think I think they're a man's idea of what what, what sexy a, is, what yeah. sexy is to women. Yeah, where you're, I mean, you're probably Stallone, right. Yeah, yeah, Mel, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mel, yeah, Mel Gibson yeah. Is, is probably Richard more uh, a, uh, Richard, Richard Gear. Yeah, not a mullet. Tom Cruise. Oh, wait, does he have a mullet? No, he doesn't. Not sure. No. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, definitely Tom Cruise um in the 90s you'd you'd start to move into your more um, keanu reeves yeah yeah keanu reeves oh um swayze oh patrick swayze fucking mullet <laughs> so <laughs> like i'm but, seeing like in the venn diagram of sexy male stars in the 90s if you had like sexy male star and mullet a lot of overlap like they they cast i'm just i, I think the, the casting of michael douglas in this movie okay so he's just come off um, basic instinct basic instinct 
Right. Yeah. Well, and, I don't and, know if he's just off it. Hold on. I can. If only there 90, was some way I could figure 92? this out. Hold on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If only we had the technology to just bring up information like it existed <laughs> at our fingertips. Oh, what a oh, what a future it'll be. Uh, yeah, no. So he he is just so he has just come off falling down, which is a very good movie. Oh. But fantastic. right before that, Basic Instinct. So Basic Instinct, falling down. Disclosure. Disclosure. I just then I, <clears throat> the American president, which I which I think is a good movie. Like the the casting of Michael Douglas, I wonder how much it was it was driven by getting the right character for the role, and how much it was driven by wanting to market it, wanting to jump on the success of Basic Instinct. Oh, it's definitely the jump on Basic Instinct. It's and like because it, because by this point he's done a bunch of these sort of semi sexy sort of erotic thriller type yeah. things. So he's done. He's done Fatal Attraction, he's done um, Basic Instinct, and he's done <clears throat> War of the Roses, which is sold on him and uh, Kathleen Turner. Mm. So they did they did a couple of films together, at least three films together. So it was the Michael Douglas Kathleen Turner show for a little while. Is it Kathleen Turner? Am I thinking of the right person? Um, which one is Glenn Close in? She's in one of those, isn't she? She's she's Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. It is Kathleen Turner. Um, so yeah 100 percent. so you've cast him because you can um because you can jump on that basic instinct round because basic instinct kind of changed the game for like these erotic thrillers yeah. it's yeah. yeah it paved it paved the way internet internet pornography was, was did not still exist a, still a good decade away still a pixelated dream in, in every teenager's eye yeah you had yeah. You, there, was, there was vhs um there yeah. was there I was mean, the sectioned off area at the VHS store, but there was but this, yeah, <laughs> this was a this was a, a a market for kind of main like mainstream sexiness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go go and get your cheap thrills at the cinema on a Friday night with your date. Yeah, but that's but that but that's that's again that's not, that adds adds to the impression that this is that kind of movie, which it's not. It's a movie, as you say, it's about, definitely not about technology. Yeah. Yeah, and it's obsten- Yeah, it's ostensibly a movie about technology. Yeah, because it, it, with, it, with a sexual harassment twist. Yeah, it is actually uh, a, a, a raises some really interesting and really prescient points uh, about technology and, and truth and knowability. Um, uh, I wrote to, I wrote this down. Someone has the exact line. It's um, um, Don Sutherland's character. Hold on, let me find it in in the notes. We have we have all this information, but no truth. He's I mean, he's, that's, he's taking that's surprisingly him on, prescient. I know he's taking him on this car ride. He's trying to get him to drop this, um, you know, drop the drop the lawsuit because he he's starting to think they're going to lose, and that's his 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 part of his speech is is the the technology that we are working in. How can anyone know anything? Which is has yeah, proved, how, proved how can to be incredibly, incredibly uh, far sighted. Well, Donald Sutherland, uh, I'm talking to you now from 2023, and I can assure you we have more information now than we've ever had before. And I can assure you that getting to the truth is is, is every bit harder now than it ever has been before. Wild. Wild. Anyway, this movie's about sexual harassment. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. We, yeah, we should actually talk about talk about the movie. We talked about um, the casting. I mean, 
yeah, there's there's a lot of people you could cast in that. Cast oh, in I, that I think role. I think the casting of Michael Douglas and Demi Moore is very interesting. Yeah, um, well, d- yeah, d- Demi Moore. Um, so good point because she, at this time, um, she, she went she's, on. She's she a, went on to establish a bit of a, in the same way as Sharon Stone did, went on to establish a bit of a. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a character a characterized characterization in, in this type of role. So um, Demi Moore at this point, the, the movie that she's done immediately before this is dis, is Indecent Proposal, which again is was billed as a sexy sort of a thriller, um, which is uh, her and um, Robert Redford uh, and, oh, his name is escaping me, Woody Harrelson. Uh, so that's the movie she's done immediately before this and immediately before that she's done a few good men Hmm. um so she's uh and this is what this is uh 1994 so this is four years after ghost so the movie that really takes her from being you know just demi moore the actress who's in one crazy summer and uh saint elmo's fire i think is the one that she Hmm. really breaks out on that that ghost takes her from being like Demi Moore, um, pretty actress in Hollywood, and makes her Demi Moore. My name goes above the title. Yeah. Um. So she does, she does. Um. Yeah. Few good men. She's excellent in that. Uh. She does indecent proposal, which again is very heavily marketed on the illicit affair, or the affair, or the 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 weird situation that she finds herself in, where she's traded for a million dollars, um, to uh to Robert Redford. Um, and then she does, so it culminates in disclosure, but her, her filming get the films that she's in rather than getting more and more high profile, um, it, 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 they tend to focus more and more on Demi Moore being a sex star, a sex symbol. Um, and then that, that culminates in striptease in 1996 where, where, where they, where they drop the pretense and she's just naked. Um, and it's it's a few good men is an interesting one because and and that she's the opposite she her character is incredibly uptight yes like uh, the, yeah the whole thing yeah she's she's not even really a love interest she's just the no. third no um and 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 at no point i mean she looks great in the navy uniform don't get me wrong but at no point is she being sold as like eye candy like no. she's yeah she's she's an actress she's equal well tom cruise yeah. probably cast cast her because she's shorter than tom cruise but um <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's like her career takes an interesting trajectory because um yeah she like her high point is probably at this period is probably a few good men that's like she's an actress she's 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 doing great she's great on screen um her, she's very compelling but yeah it, after this it's just more about her being very pretty and how how sexualized can we make her yeah yeah Yeah. which is yeah a bit of an indictment on hollywood really oh 100 because she's yeah yeah very 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 talented yeah 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 she is very talented but again like this comes back to like the problem that i have with disclosure overall it's a bit one it's a bit lumpy and a bit a bit slow in places and like the pacing's all over the show and it wants to be this the sexy thriller um the sexy tech thriller but it's it's neither tech nor sexy nor thriller 
um and it's this weird mishmash of all three um that has moments of high point but it for most part just sort of like stumbles along um and not being very good at any of those things yeah Um, sorry i'm jumping in on you you mentioned plot holes we talked about plot holes earlier the the biggest plot hole um comes in that in that third act when he's he thinks he's he's won the arbitration he's he's getting a settlement um she's going to be out he gets the message from a friend that says no you're not out of this yet we're swinging into the third act and how he uncovers what the plan is that they have is he overhears Demi Moore talking to um I don't know the actor's name Phil is the character's name while she's on a stairmaster having a workout he just walks past yeah just hears it like fucking close <laughs> the door fucking close the door while while you are laying out your master plan from your stairmaster workout i mean what is she a bond villain has she gotten strapped to a table and she's like no mr bond i expect you to hear my plan maybe wait wait until you've finished blasting your glutes (laughs) so that you can so that you can talk in a normal fucking volume voice oh i mean yeah (laughs) But, I don't know. The, and the she's entire, doing it in the fucking office. This this cavernous office. <laughs> the whole with third no act privacy, with him. all these glass walls. It's, just, it's him overhearing that conversation, and he's he doesn't he doesn't track her down. He's just he's not walking, being smart. He's he just walking he's, through the no office. Ah. All of the yeah, there's no doors. It's all glass. He's just walking around thinking, "What do I do?" And he sees her. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Oh. What happens next? Oh, I don't know. Maybe she'll tell me. Oh, what? Is she fucking dead? <laughs> that's okay. Inc- that's incredibly convenient. Okay, so can I can I can I swing back on some nineties tech? Because uh the, the big the, the, the big third act fucking finale, the the, 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 the the high point, the action scene, is this VR device that they've got. Um, and it's in a hotel, so Michael Douglas needs to get some information that she's she's currently deleting from the servers i don't know how she's got fucking access to do it but she's currently deleting from all these servers all over the place and um for some reason that boggles my mind they've downloaded an entire copy of their data onto this vr platform so he knows that he can go and get into this vr platform at this hotel where where it's all set up uh, and he can go and get the information from there and it's like holy fucking shit why are you downloading all of the company data and sending it to a hotel so horned up drunk executives can come and play around with it that's mind-blowing uh have you not heard of a test database like you don't have to download live data you can just you could just fucking throw you know uh bullshit data in there like generate documents filled with a's and b's like it doesn't fucking matter um it's a test system um like what the fuck the opsec on that is mind-blowingly dumb you're just leaving it there for any fucking waiter to you know bellhop to come through and go oh, i'll play around in digimax's live data let's do that or a copy a copy of the live data it's just like from a tech point of view like what the actual it's- fuck it's it's very bizarre. The, the the I like the I like the filmmaking element because they throw it away, they throw it away they foreshadow it earlier on, where he's doing a live demo. Well, the the nerdy guy's doing a live demo, and the boss Don Sutherland says says, "Hey, is that our is that our financial data?" 
and everybody has a laugh and it's a, yeah a, like it, it foreshadows it but you're right you think about uh, the answer than, is you think about yes it, it is seconds. the financial data why the <laughs> why the fuck are you testing the system what the with fuck your live financial that's a fireable data. offense that dipshit who put himself <laughs> in as the angel avatar you're losing your job <laughs> they're all having a good laugh about it that guy's oh. guy not coming no. to work on Monday. He is no. He is fired. <laughs> that was terrible practice. <laughs> I mean, I've got to say, like the VR stuff, um, like obviously, uh, obviously, um, uh, kind of like uh, in the '90s, everyone was like, "Oh, VR is the next best, uh, next big thing." I mean, in 2023, we have VR now. That is that is pretty fucking good. Um, but it's certainly like it's not the it's not the game changer that that everyone was kind of thinking it was going to be in the 90s it's, it's and this is something that 90s people who, who who anyone who used vr like there was a couple of there was an arcade game in the 90s you could play which used vr um uh, anyone who's used it knows knows what people know today it's it's impractical um yeah. and um why would you sit in a um and so even apple has jumped on the the vr trend now as well apple have a vr product um Everyone's got a VR product. Uh, Facebook famously sunk billions of dollars into VR, into Oculus, whatever the the, uh, the yeah. Facebook product is called. Um, we knew in the '90s what they what they should have remembered today, which is it's impractical. No one wants to sit there um, and uh, be shut off in that way. I mean, I certainly don't. I've got a coworker who's kind of into VR. Um, I haven't tried it out myself. Um, but yeah, it's 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 wild. Like yeah, so I just loved in the '90s everything because there was another movie about VR, which is Lawnmower Man, which is very loosely based on a Stephen King novel, um, and that was all about the powers of VR. And it's like okay, virtual reality, okay, not really a thing, um, not yet at least. But is, is that the one where he winds up? No, I'm thinking is that Ghost in the Machine where he can like go in the through the like through the power lines essentially? And... That's yeah, that's um, that's that's lawnmower man yeah he uploads himself to the world wide web like back when they were calling it the world wide web rather than the internet yeah uh and there's another there was another 90s tech thriller that we we might have to look at for the podcast and that's the net starring sandra bullock um but uh yeah sexy sexy tech thriller i like how they were like clearly in 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 warner brothers in about 92 90 91 92 they were like what we need is tech and sex together what are, what are, what what are kids thrill. what are kids into nowadays technology technology with their ataris and, and their hula hoops <laughs> and sex how can we make it how can we make that sexy we need to make this sexy with the tech <laughs> like okay fucking calm down jack warner <laughs> so yeah so and then again talking like just going on from this a little further just talking about like how in the 90s there were there were three films effectively that that dealt with sexual harassment in the in the in the early mid 90s disclosure is one of them there's another one called um olana uh, oliana um oliana uh, which is the david mamet um, movie slash play and yeah. then the third one's called gross misconduct which stars jimmy smith and uh a very very young uh, naomi watts um and all three of them you you'll be not surprised to hear mike all three of them take the angle that the woman is the aggressor and that it's the poor jimmy smith michael douglas um and i don't know who stars in um the o- oliana um 
they're the ones being put upon by these by these sexually aggressive women you mean nobody in hollywood wants to make a movie about women being being sexually assaulted or sexually sexually assaulted by men in power yeah we're really wanting to look out for the men here we we need to be looking out for those poor poor men is anybody thinking about the men and is nobody thinking about what they are dealing with in workplaces in the 90s because they've just got demi moore as a naomi watts being thrown at them from every angle and it's like uh, you know, it's like it's like coming to work in a, in a rainstorm. You know, <laughs> Hurricane Demi is outside, it really just throwing sexiness at you. It makes yeah. you it makes you think, doesn't it? It's just ent- makes you entertainment, think. Entertainment, yeah. Entertainment, but just also information. Yeah, just art imitating life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hollywood, you've done you've done everyone proud. Well done, Hollywood. Well done. It's interesting though because in the '90s, like clearly, that's the story that they thought they should tell. I mean, uh, to a degree, um, uh, we were talking, we were joking about it earlier. Uh, Wild Things does exactly the same thing, right? It's like, um, yeah. what's his name? Uh, the 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 actor. I want to say it's Dean Cain, but it's Matt not. Dillon. It's, uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon is um, is basically uh, spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the '90s. Uh, is more or less being manipulated by Nev Campbell. Um, yeah and uh she's using um sexy sexy teenagers to do it um yeah. and poor matt Dillon is just along for the ride yeah it's um, the double double yeah. cross of the double cross it's the double cross yes yeah, yeah. of the cross the double cross um yeah so wildly uh that that was clearly the story that that hollywood wanted to tell was all these sexy nubile women that are just throwing themselves at hollywood at you know attractive men and and how hard it must be for them teehee they do um, like it does like he gets a chance to 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 make a make a point and i'm amazed this is the first time that this point is being made I'm, it's, it's probably not but in mainstream hollywood like he gets the chance to make a point about that what is and isn't sexual harassment and, and that sexual harassment isn't is it is about power he's got famous speech it's in the trailer um that it's it's about it's about power and when did you know when did he have the power that's what you yep. look for to understand to try and unpack again back to that well how do you know um you know with all the information how can you actually get to the truth and you have to you have to surmise from from the the power dynamics and and uses that to to illustrate that he he wasn't the one with the power and that that's actually what that is a way to understand that the what was really going on is to understand the power dynamic which was you know pretty forward thinking for for by the standard of 1994 i really wish he didn't add the extra win on that line it's i guess that's the filmmaking standard of the time but but when did i have the power is such a good line on its own and then he tosses out another win on the end yeah really really takes the sting out of it it does a little bit but then he's but in context of the film he is then he is then shown to be having problematic behavior of his own and he had an affair earlier which means so the um he's already shown that because and he dates so in the context of the film he dated demi moore some time ago and um he they go to some lengths to say that it was never really a relationship it was always just a physical thing 
um, and that she was, you know, she was voracious and um, like, that's great. Like a sexually liberated woman in the 90s, fucking fantastic. Um, she doesn't have to be, the, the problematic depiction there obviously is that it's she's doing it and she's destroying people in her wake rather than just being a sexually liberated woman mm. who enjoys who has autonomy over her own body and her own choices mm. and she's and, and and at no point is she being called out for being you know a slut because she she enjoys sex like what the hell who cares but um th i mean that's that that's probably i mean there's so many problematic things but um yeah again uh he's shown like his his secretary is um is a, a a woman and i think he's shown to to pat her on the behind as she walks past yeah. or something and um or it's it's intimate but um shoulder rubs sh shoulder rubs yeah um and so he's he's but then he acknowledges like i guess his character is, is that at the end of it he's like <laughs> i acknowledge that i was sexually harassing you and that's bad shoulder rubs are bad um swats, and it's like swats on the swats on the behind are, are bad. bad yeah yeah i mean that's it, there's a lot of nuance there right <laughs> it's i it's mean there's a, an episode of friends where where chandler gets swatted on the behind by his by his boss and then um he he challenges his boss about you know don't touch me like that and the boss is like oh i'm sorry chandler you know blah 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 didn't mean to him but then uh, then Chandler feels left out because the boss is swatting all the employees on the behind as they leave the <laughs> all these guys. He's like, "Go out there and get him, champ!" Like some kind of coach in a in a football movie. And then Chandler goes up like a puppy to to get swatted on the behind as he leaves, and he gets all excited. But uh, like, yeah, good work, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you've just you've just tackled that with grace and decorum. Love it. Yeah, so so I, I think you're you're right about the the movie as a whole. It's it, it's certainly yeah. It it fills it does feel like it's filling a, a lot of filling the space a lot of the time, filling out the runtime a bit. It's sec sections where it doesn't seem like anything in particular is going on. It's just it it clearly clearly wants to be that sexy thriller. I don't know if the book is sexy thriller. The book is probably it's Michael Crichton. It's probably more tech based, right? With that has a that has a sexy that has a that has a sexual harassment component to it. Um, but it's seemingly the the movie really picks up when it when it gets to that Michael Douglas in the hotel room going through the VR. Like that's hmm. the high point. Hmm. Um, but it, that's the high point. But I feel like. I feel like they needed to do that because it's Michael Crichton. They're doing a film about technology and you can just see them going, well, we can't have a film about technology um, in the 90s without without some fantastical VR CG stuff because they make a big they make yeah. a big point of industrial light and magic having done the the special effects. Yeah. Um, and there's this whole sequence of him walking around in VR scape where he's and, and it looks great and like you know he's he's got the headset on and he's looking a little bit like tom cruise in that he's picture on, with a he's on a little bluetooth headset yeah he's on a little trampoline he's on a little travelator thing a little trampoline thing and it's like <laughs> yeah great um so it seems like that's it seems like they almost built the movie around that yeah and then they're like okay we got to kind of get him there how do we get him there um uh, and then and then i know wonder bra demi moore done 
Um, and everyone went, fucking that's lunch, folks, and then walked out of the room. <laughs> the script the script that turned up on the day was four pages long. It was like, writes itself. <laughs> yeah. Sex scene with Demi Moore. She's looking great. Like, there's probably a page and a half discussing how good Demi Moore looks. Uh, and then and then VR scene. Please. And then, like, court scene, I guess. Like, We're arbitration gonna... moment. Donald Sutherland a... just being shady as fuck. We've got a five. Um, we've got a five-minute sex scene here, and yeah. we've got a two-minute-long trailer. So yeah, <laughs> so that's that's so, folks. We've got to find another hundred and eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not saying now, Dennis Miller. I'm going to need you to riff a little bit. So that's five minutes. Can you give us a tight five on technology? And uh, what else we got here? Um, uh, okay, Button quick. Uh, let's have a scene about technology where someone gets flipped on their ear. Okay, let's do it. Okay, it's going to be obsolete in a year. What the fuck? Um, as okay, good. That's another six. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> someone bring me. Someone bring me my lobster brisk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we should, we should we should wrap this up. Is this for the standard of the time? Is it is it verging on greatness? Just in, no. in, ter- in terms of what it's trying to achieve, like no, no, it's... no. This is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it. Like honestly, I don't think it succeeds as a sexy thriller. I don't think it succeeds as a as a tech as a tech gone wild thing. Like you know, the oncoming demise of humanity via yeah. computer chips. Um, the the best thing about it is the set design like that office looks amazing i want to work there um just glass and uh, mc escher staircases all over the show like just going seemingly to nowhere and all that brick and exposed like yes please can i work there i work in technology i want that office that that looks amazing can i can i work there um, it's, there's, there's very little open pl- open plan like everyone has no their... like how does anyone do any work at that place <laughs> There's nowhere to work. It's just it's just cool little offices surrounded by glass. Like there's seven desks. Ping pong tables. <laughs> Ping pong tables. <laughs> um, I think as a tech thriller, like like it, I think if you removed some, if you got rid of the sexual harassment storyline, which they probably should have done in the first place, like as a tech thriller, it probably would work all right. But um, I, I just think like in the '90s, the first. Like the other two films we've discussed, um, um, Gross Misconduct and Oleana. Um, I, I, apologies if I'm saying that wrong. Um, Oleana. Um, I think those two films, like, this is the first big budget Hollywood film starring A list talent at the absolute peak of their game with Barry Levinson directing with a script by the hottest author on the planet at that time. Um, and you you specifically go out and the whole crux the whole the whole um macguffin of the movie is sexual harassment and the movie you choose to make is about demi moore sexually harassing um michael douglas like the optics on that in a post me too world is fucking staggering it's just like and at i remember watching it at the time going this feels dishonest because i feel like um someone just kind of went you know man dog bites man that's not a story 
man bites dog that's a story um and they're like well you know what uh sexual harassment against women is just everywhere we should just accept that it's fine uh but you know what 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 really doesn't fly is when it happens to men uh and uh, we need to we need to alert people to the dangers of demi moors uh in the workplace <laughs> uh, and, and it's just like what the fuck and, and and also she's a woman in power as well like she's she's like that's fucking unusual in tech in the 90s yeah. that's unusual and it's just like there's so much that you could do instead i don't i don't well, know it's, just... it's, it's a whole thing because she's she's promoted um don sutherland explains that he gives her the role because he wants to have more women in power because he has a daughter yeah but there's the 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 um informer the one who is the one who is stringing michael douglas along is 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 stephanie the woman who is actually um qualified to do the job to, to do the job but she's overlooked yep. because she doesn't look like demi moore because she doesn't look like demi moore so it's like oh the, the movie is just like problem on problem on problem um yeah and yeah if you want a sexy thriller like I'm, I'm down with a sexy thriller like let's do sexy thrillers fucking basic instinct is a good sexy thriller it's smart it, it's it's sexy it's it's well performed shot directed acted um it's it's paul verhoven it's the same guy who does my favorite film robocop it's written by the same guy who wrote robocop or joe esterhouse i think his name is um it's it's a like smart sexy thriller like the 90s and the late 80s are chock-a-block full of them um but yeah this this neither succeeds as sexy thriller it neither succeeds as commentary on the power it has that one line where he was like when did i ever have the power and it's like you know michael douglas in the fucking 90s you have all the power um uh, maybe if you cast this differently because i was reading that that annette benning was very close very nearly the mm. the um like if maybe if it's not dim like I, I, I don't want to get into a like i don't want to out myself like with a with the idea that you need a less sexy woman for this to make any kind of sense because like who who could resist demi more in the 90s um but like maybe maybe if it isn't quite so aggressive like maybe it works better like if it's annette benning or um michelle pfeiffer i think was also courted for the role like i could like a michelle pfeiffer i mean mm. she's a supermodel in herself but um i don't know the the, the concept is is wild to me um and and it, it's problematic i i it's also interesting that Demi Moore was later um, accused of sexual harassment by her gardener, and the case was dismissed. It's worth noting. But um, anyway, anyway, this this movie, um, I liked it because there was CGI, there was SGI workstations on desktops. Those things cost a fucking fortune. <laughs> SGI clearly had a deal going with Warner Brothers. They're like, yeah, you're gonna put our fucking computers in the movie, you motherfuckers, or we're not doing your graphics. Uh, and they were like, okay, SGI, we'll do that. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, bah, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, folks. I don't care what All Mike right. thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it, Mike? Did you think this? Do you think this succeeds? <sighs> oh, that's a yes. <laughs> it's it's just uh, it was different from what I expected. And oh yeah, there's I just I feel like there's a germ of a good movie in there with with. The the, the 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 i like the theme of of all the information and no truth okay uh, i feel like that's that's become so i mean that's prophetic that's, right like yeah, that's it's become truer that's and truer and truer yeah 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 as, as i mean the, i bet the, you that line the decades have gone book. by yeah yeah 
as the decades have gone by, that's that's just proved itself to be more and more true. More and more true. Um, and yeah. getting, getting more so. I mean, this is a post-Watergate world, so I guess even even by that point in the in the 90s, like 20 years after Watergate, right, there was all the information about Watergate. And I guess, I guess that, that hasn't changed. And I guess maybe at one point in time, we thought if we had more information, if there was more evidence that we would we would we would see the truth but i mean like we're in 2023 now and people are still denying climate change or, yeah. or, or man-made climate change it's like oh yeah. there's this one scientist out of bolivia that thinks it's caused by fucking uh ice caps reflecting the sunlight it's like fuck you um you you're whole you're, you're cherry picking your arguments now but, yeah um yeah so it sounds like you thought this was verging on greatness mike uh I don't know. I shouldn't sit on the fence. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's wallowing in mediocrity. Oh no, no, no! I'm dragging you down. I, I make a passionate argument about why this movie is garbage. But <laughs> I mean, Virgin... the mullet, the mullet is good. Maybe we should have a new standard of measure for these films. Like, how good is the mullet? The mullet so, quality. The mullet quality in this movie was we, epic. We should really get out of the mid '90s for our, for our <laughs> next one. We should go looking for mullets in the 2000s. <laughs> is what you're telling me. <laughs> I, I'm going to make that our mission. Yep. mullets in the 2000s okay right. i think we'll i think we'll wrap it up there um thanks All for right. listening everyone um we will yeah we'll try and be back a bit more regularly um uh again now that we're yeah we're back on track and um, well, we're recording this in early october so hopefully we've got time to record a halloween episode <laughs> yeah 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 halloween halloween coming up um so we'll try for a, we'll try for a halloween uh, double feature right. and um yeah, if you got a uh, if you got a movie you want us to talk about that you think is verging on greatness, then um, give us a give us a shout in the socials. Um, yeah, search search for verging on greatness, and I'm sure you'll find us. And just hit us up. All right, fucking fantastic. Good stuff. All right, cheers, Craig. Cheers Thanks, Mike. Bye, everyone.